Hello Life Changes Church, we are so excited that you clicked on this video. We are in a series called What's It Like? As we look at the parables that Jesus told as he unpacked the kingdom of God for us. So why don't you get ready, sit back, grab a notebook, grab a pen as we get encouraged by this word. It's incredible to be together. My name is Michael. For those of you who don't know me or those who are visiting for the first time, and I have the privilege of preaching this evening. And I realize that there are many different people in the room tonight. There are people in various stages of life. There are people who are attending school, and all you can think about is what maybe you are going to do after you finish school, or about the next TikTok video, or about how good you look in the mirror. Those are the pressures that you face right now. But also there's people that maybe are out of school, and you are in college, and all you can think about is the exams, the assignments, the procrastination the stress because of the procrastination, but also you're trying to set yourself up for life. You're trying to set yourself up for a future and for a future career. Then you have the young adults in the room. Give me a wave if you're a young adult. There we go. There we go. And you're entering into that stage of life where you're getting a career, you're getting a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning. Life is looking good. And you are trying to set yourself up for the next season, which is maybe like finding a wife, finding a husband. Church is a good place for that, just by the way. But you are trying to set yourself up for that next adventure. And then you get a mixture of young families, yeah, and you have different pressures. You, uh, there's late nights, there's early mornings, there's screaming kids, but there's also gifts and miracles with that. And there's amazing times as a family. But then there's also those who have older children, or maybe the children have left and you have an empty nest. Life looks different in each of these stages. In each of these stages, life is completely different. But God is a father of all those stages. But the thing that ties all these things together is this thing of purpose, is that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what stage of life we find ourselves, is that we have a purpose here on earth. And you maybe may have asked yourself the question at some point in your life, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? What can I give or what, how do I fit into this picture of the world? And I was that kid growing up. I was a dreamer, a classic song, but I was that kid who always wanted to do something. I always wanted to be something. When I was in grade two, the thing that I wanted to become was a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. So you can see that didn't turn out. But I used to uh, wear my dad's shirts, I used to use that as a lab coat, and I would go around carrying my doctor's bag wherever I went, and I would operate on the cat, and then the cat would run away. Um, but I, I wanted to be a doctor, and I, I used to love that. But as I grew, my dreams changed. My, my, I thought maybe I had a different calling, and then I wanted to be a musician. So I chose the, the one instrument where I could play and I could sit at the same time. It was magical. Uh, but I chose the cello, and I was quite a, a small lad. So if you know the cello, it is basically a big violin, but the cello was like two meters tall, and I was like one meter tall. So I would just lug this thing wherever. I go, but people knew that I played the cello, but that's what I wanted to be known as. But as I grew up, I went through everything. I didn't know what I wanted to study. I first wanted to study psychology, and then I did a BA, then I wanted to study law, then I wanted to be a philosopher. But through all this, I was trying to find what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I placed 
on this earth for. And you may be shocked that I never wanted to be a pastor. This wasn't the gig that I had imagined. This wasn't the dream from an early age. This wasn't what I had planned for my life. But God had other plans. See, God had a greater vision for my life. See, this thing about purpose needs to be linked to what we call vision. See, we will not have a purpose in life if you don't have a vision for your life. And so God called me out of this. I was settled making money. I was settling, chasing wealth, and I wanted to make a career for myself. But actually, God had a greater vision for my life. And I want to tell you tonight is that He has a greater vision for each and every one of you. Your vision for your life is more than just success. It is more than just wealth. It is more than just a spouse or dating. There is a greater vision. There is a greater call in your life. And the greater vision is a vision that is a God vision. See, God had other plans for me. And I, I never wanted to be a pastor. I never thought that things would work out like this. But I found purpose in this. And when I first became a pastor, is I actually didn't have purpose. I came to church. I was doing all the things for God. But I realized, actually, I didn't know what my purpose was still. Because while I had a calling, while God called me somewhere, I didn't have a vision for my life. I didn't know the why behind what I was doing. See, the vision is the, the journey between where you are now and where you are going. It is the why behind what you do. It is the why behind everything that you believe. See, we are very simple people. We put the vision on the wall because we need to remind ourselves of it all the time. Our vision is to reach those far from Christ, to raise those up in Christ, and to release wide for his kingdom. That is our vision as a church, but that is why we do things. That is why we get up early on a Sunday morning to serve our community. Why? Because we want to see people encounter God. That is why we keep on giving of our time, keep on giving of our treasures and our efforts and our talents. Why? Because we want to see people raised up in Jesus Christ. We need to know the why. We need to have a vision for our life in order to achieve the purpose for our life that God has for each and every one of us. See, it says this in Proverbs 29 verse 18, and vision is a big deal in the Bible, it says this, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is the one who keeps the law. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. In other translations it says the people will perish. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. I don't know about you, but I don't really want to perish. I want to have life. I want to have life in abundance. I want to be joyful. I want all the blessings and favor of God. But the Bible is very clear. Where there is no vision, where we do not have a vision for our life, it will end up in death. It will end up in dimness. It will end up in all these things that don't look like the gifts of the kingdom. See, the word for vision is chazon, and it's not kalzon, so don't get hungry now. It is chazon in Hebrew, and it means a dream. It means a vision. It means seeing something in the future. And so where there is a lack of that thing, people will perish. You can see it in our lives. Where there is a lack of vision, people go astray. They get distracted. They go looking for things in the world, for meaning, for satisfaction, for joy. But actually, we need to have a vision that is rooted in God to bring purpose to our lives. And I'm not talking about a physical death here. It's talking about your marriage dies. 
your hope dies, your aspirations die, your emotions die. And for a lot of people right now, maybe you're living like the living dead. See, you don't have a vision. You're just going through the motions. You're trying to look for things to satisfy your soul, to bring meaning to your life, whether it's an addiction, whether it's pornography, whether it's chasing wealth, chasing greed, chasing status or affirmation from others. We are all looking for things to add to the purpose of our life, to add to the meaning of our life, to bring satisfaction. See, we're all looking for purpose, but we'll only find purpose if we have a vision. See, where we do not have a vision, people perish. In another translation in the NIV, says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. I want to be blessed. I want to be favored. I want to feel the blessings of God. But I need to have the revelation of who God is. See, I need to have a vision of who God is, and then I will have a, a godly vision brought by Him in my life. See, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. We do whatever we desire. We live our life our way. It is all about me, myself, and I. I can do things my way. Even maybe we believe in God, we believe in Jesus, but I still want to chase money. I still want to do things my way. I want to serve my happiness. And basically, we buy into this thing of customized Christianity. See, we believe in Jesus, but we also want to tailor the package according to our needs, our desires, our wants. That is not the gospel. See, where there is no vision, we cast off restraint. We start living our lives our way, but actually we're supposed to live our lives one way, and that is for Jesus. See, in the message version, which is a paraphrase, it says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I don't have very good eyesight. So when I take my glasses off, I do not know where I am going. And I will stumble over everything. I will knock my knees. You can ask my wife. I have bruises all over my body by not knowing where I'm going and flailing my legs. But that's like us in life. When we do not have vision, when we do not, what, do not know what God is doing in our lives, we stumble, we fall. We bump our heads, we go this way and we go that way. And when there's fear and when there's temptations and when there's pressures and pleasures, we go each and every way, but we don't stay the course for what God has for us, the purpose that God has for us. He wants you to have a vision for your life, Life Changes Church. What is the vision for your marriage? What is the vision for your business? What is the vision for your life? I promise you, if you're finding it in wealth or you're finding it in affirmation or you're finding it in the person that you're dating, it is going to fall short because we need a godly vision. Ask yourself the question tonight, what is the vision of your life? See, vision is the why we do things. It is the why behind everything. Why do we give people free coffees on a Sunday night? because we care about visitors. We want to f uh, make people feel welcomed. We want to welcome people so that they encounter a little bit of joy at the coffee station, that they feel God's grace and they feel loved in this place. That's why we do things. See, vision is behind every why. If you're asking why's in your life, then you probably need to get connected with the living God and get a vision for your life. See, that is the gospel.
And so my vision, what we need to know, doesn't supersede the vision of God. See, vision needs to be connected to the mission of God. See, the mission of God is Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, this is the mission of the gospel. We are go to go out and make disciples. What that means is we actually have to go out and get up off our seats and join the mission field and join the big core of the gospel. And the thing is, you aren't excluded. It doesn't say, but Crystal, but Michael, but Mariette, but Tim. It says, you are to go out and make disciples. See, if we are a follower of Jesus, then we need to get on the mission of Jesus. We need to go and tell people about the worth of Jesus Christ, about how good he is, about his grace, about his presence in our lives, about how our lives have been shaped and transformed, about how we have found life in Jesus. We need to go out and we need to go and on the mission. And our vision for our life needs to be connected to that mission. If you're just living for yourself, Life Changes Church, I promise you, you're missing the vision that God has for you. He has a greater vision because our vision needs to be linked to eternity. We don't live for the year and now. I promise you, any pleasure now, any temptation now, any wealth or fame now will pale in comparison to eternity. See, we need to live for that. We need to live with eternal eyes. We need to live for a greater story than ourselves. I want us to buy into this because God has a greater calling for each and every one of us. If we were to go out now and tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ, this hall would be filled. This hall should be filled. Why? Because Jesus is worth it. Because Jesus is good. Because Jesus' grace transforms. Because he takes people from death to life. Like we saw in that video, a lady was baptized and encountered the grace and goodness of Jesus Christ. And her life has not been the same. That is the mission of God. That is the vision that he has for our lives. And we get to play a part in that. See, our vision as a church, like I said, is to reach far. We want to reach those far from Christ. There are people that are far from Christ. There are people in desperate need of a touch from heaven. We need to reach them. See, if we don't reach them, who is going to? See, I was brought by a friend who called me six times in a week to come to church when I was far from God. I need people like that in my life. You need people like that in your life. But you also need to be the person like that in someone else's life. See, we want to raise people up in Christ, and we want to make disciples, and we want to take people on a journey of becoming whole, of becoming restored in the church, of finding healing from past hurts, from brokenness. Why? Because we want to become more like Jesus. And then we find ourselves in community, and we come alongside one another, and we challenge one another, and we push people towards the more of Jesus. We push people towards His grace, His goodness, His holiness, and we become more like Him. But we don't do it alone. We do it in community, church. Why? Because Jesus calls us to go and make disciples. It is an intentional thing we have to do. We can't just do it sitting on the sidelines, just attending church, ticking the boxes. I came to church this week. I read my Bible. That's enough for me. Jesus isn't going to ask you what church you attended one day in heaven. He's going to ask you if you've been a good and faithful steward, if you've been a good and faithful servant, if you've done the mission of God, that's what he's going to ask us.
And then we're supposed to release wide. We're supposed to release into our businesses. We're supposed to carry God's kingdom wherever we go. No matter whether we go to England or we emigrate or we move to a different town, are we carrying God's kingdom? Are we releasing wide for the kingdom of God? Are we sowing into the kingdom of God? Are we sowing? Are we stewarding our businesses in such a way that we are uplifting people, that we are creating jobs, that we are showing people how good Christ is in every aspect of our lives? See, that is what we're called to. See, your vision needs to be connected and shaped by eternity. We don't live for the year now. I do not live for the year now. If I live for the year now, I would still be in my job. I would still be chasing money. I would still be chasing wealth. I would still be looking for something to satisfy me and give me purpose. But actually, I was open. My eyes were open to eternity. That there's something so much greater. And I promise you, it will satisfy every need. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he is calling you to follow me. Follow him. Become like him. And watch him work in your life. See, vision is the journey from the point where you are to the point where you want to be. And Jesus comes alongside of us and he gives us grace. He gives us strength. And he will sustain that journey. There is always a gap between where you are and where you want to be. But when we find ourselves in the church, when we find ourselves at the foot of the cross, He will fill that gap. See, when we live for God, we dream again. And for some of you, maybe you need to just take that step. What is the dream? What is the thing that you're living for? What is the why in your life? Maybe you just need to take that step and ask Jesus tonight, Jesus, what is is the vision for my life. I promise you, it is more than just earthly pleasures. It is more than just getting uh, by through the day. It is more than just uh, not being stuck in life and going through the motions. Jesus has a dream for you. Ask him tonight what the dream is. And we see this amazing passage of scripture in Ezekiel 47. And what I want to tell you tonight is that the vision for your life can only go as deep as God's presence in your life. See, if you want a deep vision, if you want a vision that will stand the test of time, if you want a vision that will change the world, if you want a vision that will change your life, it needs to be equal to the presence of God in your life. And we see this beautiful picture in Ezekiel 47, and Ezekiel is shown this vision of a temple, and he's shown a vision of what life will look like. And it says this in Ezekiel 47, verse 1 to 7, the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. The water is the life of God. It is the presence of God. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through the water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through the water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross, he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. See, how do I get to a place where I have a God vision? 
I don't know how to say it any other way, but we need to surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ. See, if we want to have a vision in God, we need to surrender ourselves to the presence of God. See, the water in this picture is the life and the presence of God in your life. To sustain my vision, I need to fill myself with the presence of God. I need to come to Him every day for life, for godliness, for sustenance, for strength. For Him to achieve the vision in my life, I need to come to Him. And God called me out of my brokenness. God called me out of 14 years of depression. He called me out of looking for things in this world that would satisfy my soul. And He gave me a vision for my life. He gave me a vision to plant churches. He gave me a vision to plant the local church. Why? Because I want people to encounter His grace and to be transformed just as I was transformed. See, it's no longer about me. It's no longer about my satisfaction, my needs, my desires. My life serves a greater vision and that is to do the mission of Jesus Christ. See, in this picture, first is He leads Ezekiel. He led me. He leads you, Life Changes Church. He leads each and every one of you and He leads you into the water. He leads you into His life, into His presence. If you haven't made a personal commitment with Jesus Christ tonight, I want to say is that He's calling you. He is calling you. He is calling you to life. He is calling you to more. He is calling you to something greater. But the amazing thing is that He will lead you. All you have to do is come. All you have to do is present your life and surrender and say, Jesus, have your way. Jesus, will you lead me? Jesus, will you guide me? See, He leads us into more of His presence. His presence is on offer tonight. Healing is on offer tonight. Dreams, desires, hope, peace is on offer tonight. He is leading you. And the amazing thing is that He leads us into the waters of life. And at first, it started with a trickle. It just started with a little bit of water. But a trickle is not enough. A trickle will not sustain. See, in this picture, it was a dry and arid land and there's no flowing uh, river of life in Israel. A trickle will not sustain you. A trickle will not get you to the vision that God has for you. See, the, He leads us and we go deeper. We go to ankle deep and He pours out more of His grace. He pours out more of His life. He wants to lead you deeper and deeper and deeper still. But He doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay just experiencing a little bit of His goodness, just experiencing a little bit of peace. But then when circumstances get real again, then fear rises up, then anxiety rises up, then your bank account starts whispering, hey, He's not going to provide. The enemy starts whispering in your ear, but will you really do what he has promised? See, when we stay ankle deep, when we stay far away from his presence, we're staying far away from the vision that he has for us. We need to wade in. We need to walk towards the vision from where we are and where he wants us to be. See, he takes us from trickling water to ankle deep, then he takes us to knee deep. 
See, he took Ezekiel. He took Ezekiel into the river and he showed him his life. He showed him his presence and he poured out the water. He poured out his life in Ezekiel's life and it started at ankle deep and then it became knee deep. And then Ezekiel desired more of his goodness. He encountered more of his grace, but he didn't want to stay there. The water then got to waist deep. And there's some of you who have tasted the goodness of God. You have maybe been a Christian for many years. You have tasted His goodness. You have seen His wonders. But you're just staying at waist deep. That's enough. Maybe you've done it. But I want to say God is a God of once more. Will we go out once more? Will we evangelize once more? Will we tell of His goodness once more? Will we trust once more? Will we risk once more? God is a once more God. He wants you to go deeper still. Your life, there is a vision for your life and your vision will only be complete in eternity. See, He wants you to go deeper. The core of the gospel is to go deeper into His presence, is to go deeper into His goodness, and is to show the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ to a watching world. If you are not doing that, then you are not buying into the mission and the vision that God has for your life. He wants you to go deeper still. See, it started at ankle deep, then it became knee deep, then it became waist deep, but then it was deep enough where Ezekiel had to swim. See, where Ezekiel was completely submerged by the goodness and the life and the life-giving power of the water of God. See, that is on offer for each and every one of you. For me as well, I need to repent because so often I settle for other things in this world. I settle for things that I think will give me satisfaction, that I think will give me pleasure, but they pale in comparison to the presence and the life of God. I promise you, everything will pale in comparison to that life changes church. See, the vision for my life needs to be matched with the presence of God in my life. We don't live for year now, we live for eternity. See, this is a powerful picture of increasing progress and depth in our spiritual life. It illustrates a progression. See, we start out at the ankles, we start out as new believers, but then we progress and maybe there will be knocks, maybe there will be challenges along the way, but He will continue to pour out His favor in your life. Do not give up. Do not give up of the vision that God has for you. I promise that He will sustain it because what He begins, His word says that He will complete. Trust in that. See, He leads me through the waters. Wherever the water touched, it produced fruit. Wherever the water touched, it was fruitful. I want to have a fruitful life. I want to live a life that impacts people for His gospel so that if I hadn't lived, that the world will be worse off for that so that they will see the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ in my life. That is the mission and the vision that He has for each and every one of you. There's businesses in this room that need to flourish. There's businesses in this room that will come out. There's dreams and desires in this room that He has given you, which have maybe become dormant, which you haven't risked upon because there are circumstances. I want to tell you, risk again, dream again. He has placed creativity in this room. He has placed gifts and treasures in this room to show a watching world how good and how powerful our God is. We just need to go. See, our vision needs to be linked to the mission of God. We need to go and make disciples. We need to go and show how good our God is. See, my prayer for this church is that you will know why you have been created. You will know your purpose, but that you will have a vision. 
that is far greater than anything in this world. You have a vision that impacts people for generations and generations to come. You have a vision that will impact people for eternity. What an amazing word. We hope you enjoyed that sermon. If you would like to find out more about Life Changes Church, why don't you go into our website or you can follow us on our social media. Have an amazing, amazing week.